privilege to be here tonight to begin our first night in the prayer line, to pray for the needy, those who are suffering and afflicted. I trust to God that it will prove to be a great blessing to this week, to many of you that to me. I am here to try to do all that I can for you in the way of praying for you. No one that can heal you except God. He's the only one that can help you. And all that we can do is pray. And through the ministry that He has given me, He has blessed it. I've tried to be humble and tried to minister just the best of my knowledge to the people. And I'm very happy tonight to start the prayer line here in, in Minneapolis. I desire all of you to pray for me while I'm praying for others. And have faith and believe that what I tell you is the truth. Most all of you all get in here and the manager's been explaining the way that it came to me and was ministered by an angel who one night walked into the room when I was a little boy. It started, he would talk to me down through life. One time when I was about seven years old, it came out of a bush where a wind was whirling in the bush. And it said for me never to drink or to smoke or defile my body. There was something for me to do. Now my people were formerly Catholic and there was not uh, very much that, that they knew about it and they just kept those things down. And about four days after that, it appeared to me, and a strange feeling came upon me, as it always does. And I've seen the municipal bridge at Jeffersonville cross, come up out of the wilderness on the hill where I was standing and cross the river. I've seen 16 men fall off of it. They put that down. In 22 years from that day, the municipal bridge spanned the river at the same place, and 16 men lost their life on it. And just things like that. It's nothing I can do in myself. It's just what he shows me is all I can speak. The only thing that any true man of God could ever say was what God would put in his mouth to say. Outside of that, it would totally be a failure. And when it met me many times and told many things, which I'll probably get a chance after a while to tell you more than me. But the last time that it appeared, just before going out, I always worked. I become the pastor of the little Baptist church at Jeffersonville, which still stands today. And I never would take up an offering. I never took an offering in my life. And I didn't believe. And I was able to work, and why couldn't I work? And I was the Indiana State Game Warden. And one day I just come from patrol, and I walked into the my place, and I was praying that night about one o'clock, between one and three, and I noticed in my room a light begin to spread across the floor. And I wondered where it come from, and I looked up, and that same light that appears in the meeting, and I perhaps they've already showed you the picture of it while they stuck it with cameras and so forth while it was in the meeting. <laughs> Pardon me. It was spreading out across the floor, and come walking to my right. It always comes from my right side. That's the reason I start the prayer line from that side. And it always comes from the right. Frankly, it's here right now. And then 
when uh, just when I was saying that, I, I knew it come near. Then when it come to me, I seen a man come walking. He was barefooted. He had on a white garment, like a robe, and he had dark hair to his shoulders. He had dark eyes, his smooth face, and kind of dark complexion. He walked up to me, had his arms folded in this manner. He looked down at me, and I was biting my fingers, and I was real nervous. And he said, "Do not fear." And just as he said, "Do not fear," I knew it was the same voice that always spoke to me, but that was the first time I'd ever seen. I knew that had been what had talked to me since I was a little boy. And he said, "I am sent from the presence of God to tell you that you are to take a gift of divine healing to the peoples of the nation." I said, "Sir." People won't believe me. I'm uneducated. I can't go. He said, I'll be with you. And uh, I said, they won't believe me. He said, there'll be two signs given to you to have the people to believe you, as it was to the prophet Moses. He said, first, you'll be able to detect diseases by contacting the, the person by their hand. So if you be reverent and sincere, it'll come to pass that you'll tell them the things that they've done in their heart and the secret sins that they have the diseases and everything. That by this they will know then that your word is true, what has been said. Well, for about a year that went on that way, and then about two years it was, and then the other part of the gift was manifested some 10, 12, about 10 months ago, I guess. And I said to him, I said, well, I will go. And he said, I'll be with you. And he disappeared out of the room. And I started out, those things have been happening. And of course, many times newspapers say divine healer. That isn't so, friends. I can't help because papers and people say that. No one can help what anyone says about them unless you're guilty. But I've never been guilty of calling myself a divine healer. I only pray for the sick. And Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the healer. He's the one that heals. I only pray and these signs and wonders are done. It's not me that does them. It's your Savior that does it. And what I want every man and woman, boy and girl, to believe during this meeting, that these signs and wonders are not done by man. They are done by Jesus Christ to vindicate his presence here with you people. And he's here to help every one of you. As people have lost their faith kind in God, and he comes down to do these things to, to manifest himself to the people. I wish you to be reverent while I'm praying. It's not a excitable matter. It's reverence, and you must approach God with a true, sincere heart and just as reverent as you can be. And obey. When I ask you to bow your head, I want you to do it. All right, it's what I'm praying. I respect that anywhere. And then when I, when, if the Lord performs some miracle, you'll be able to see it, or I'll ask you then to raise your head. And if you'll obey and, and do as I ask you to do, I'll assure you that God will bless you. And then, I don't, I'm a stranger to you people, and you don't know me, I don't know you. I don't know one person in here, if I know of, except my manager, those that's here, that I know you on the platform with me. I don't know one. But I cannot be responsible for other man's testimony. I can only be responsible for what I know is true. Then when the services is finished this next week, Sunday week, if the Lord permits us to stay, if these things that I have said comes to pass, then you believe God. 
if they do not come to pass, then I, I'm a false prophet then. And now that's fair to any congregation, isn't it? And you just let God, you judge according. Don't be prejudiced. Uh, try to just be reverent. And just come sit down and look at it in the way that you should as Christian men and women. And then you can pass your opinion. And I'll pray that God will bless us and give us of his presence. I think that no service is complete without reading the scripture. Then at this, this tonight, I want to read just a, a portion of God's word. My word will fail. It will pass away as all mortals' words do. But God's word will never pass away. It, it's true. And I want you to turn with me to Exodus in the 23rd, 23rd chapter and begin with the 20th verse to read some of God's word. I'm so glad to see you turning in your Bible. For that is God's word. And then if we read out of the word, God will bless his word. It will not return for it, but it accomplish that which it was purposed for. I shall read as you read with me. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him. Obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgression. For my name is in him. But if thou wilt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then will I be an enemy unto thy enemies and an adversary unto thy adversaries. For mine angel shall go before thee. Shall we bow our heads just a moment for prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we're grateful to thee tonight that have the privilege of living, being among those who are left here on the earth. Oh, we want every moment to count for thee and for thy Son. And now help us tonight, Lord, as we've gathered here as Christian believers, coming not in the way of curiosity, but just merely humbly approaching the throne of God to find mercy for the needy. And Father, as you speak tonight, I pray that many unbelievers and sinners, backsliders, will look and behold your glory, then come humbly and sweetly up to the altar and say, Now it's finished in my heart, for I accept him now as my Savior. I know he still lives and reigns in his church and among his people. For we ask it in the name of thy Holy Son, Jesus. Amen. This word that we have just read was God sending Moses. Moses was born an odd, peculiar birth. It was just time for the prophetic wheel of God, the cogs in it, to move up and to have something to come to pass that he had promised Abraham to take his people out, and he did. God always moves just in time. Do you believe that? Now we're at the day, we're in the last day. Just how close to the end, I do not know. No one knows. Not even the angels or the Son of God. The Father only knows. But we're in the last days, and he promised that these signs and wonders would be done in the last days. So if 
God raised up a man by the name of Moses, had him born into this world for that specific purpose, to deliver the people that were in bondage, that couldn't help themselves, and he brought them out through his, not Moses, Moses never performed one miracle. It was the angel of God that went before Moses. It was a pillar of fire at night, a cloud by day. And when you see the picture that we're going to show you shortly, if we have it, I believe you'll feel that it's the same pillar of fire that's leading the people today, the angel of God, which we know the angel that led Moses was the angel of the covenant, which was Christ, the Son of God. And now, or the Logos that came out of God is the Son of God. Then when God delivered the children of Israel, when they were in bondage and couldn't help themselves, today God's people are not in bondage spiritually, for they are delivered by the power of the Holy Spirit. No man has to stay in bondage of sin any longer because the Holy Spirit brings him from the bondage of sin. But the people, his children, are sick and needy, and some of them are cancer-ridden and tubercular, heart trouble, that our beloved doctors of this earth can find no remedy for. And it's multiplying, getting greater and greater all the time. Sickness is heaping greater and greater. And some of the things that, that the doctors know not how to control. And the people have cried sincerely for years and years for God to restore to the church again his gifts and signs and wonders. I guess there's hundreds in here tonight that's prayed that prayer. Well, when the children of God began to cry down in Egypt, God sent them down a deliverer and vindicated this deliverer by signs and wonders. Don't you think God could do that tonight just the same? Isn't he the same Father tonight? And if you're sick and can't get well, the doctor can't help you, then don't you think your Father cares for you? And can he send his gift? Now, he, he did then, and I believe he's just the same today. He always makes a way provided. Now, many people have said because that I testify of this gift. Now, remember, I am not the gift. The one that you'll see in performance here tonight, which is here visibly, invisibly now, he's the gift. He's the one that God sent down. I just speak when he speaks through me. I can say nothing unless he says it to me first. But he promised me that I would be able to do this to, for the faith of the people to get them to believe that he sent me to pray for the sick. Not to heal the sick, to pray for the sick. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Now, he's the gift. Someone said not long ago to me, said, Brother Bram, angels was ministering spirits in the Old Testament, but since the Holy Spirit has come, we don't have ministering angels anymore. Now, dear friends, this is not a worship of angels, understand. We do not believe in worshiping angels. There's only one to be worshipped, that's God and His Son, our Holy Spirit. No angel, no, not, no man or no angel to be worshipped. And I, the angel of God, a true angel of God, would not stand still to be worshipped. But that you might know that angels still minister to the church as the Holy Spirit has come. How about, well, think of Mary when the, Gabriel came down 
and spoke to her about the virgin birth of the Savior, or Zachariah in the temple, or, well, as the Holy Ghost come, how many believe that Philip had the Holy Ghost, but we all believe that, don't we? Well, when he was down at Samaria preaching, having the revival, was it the Holy Ghost that came to him, or did the angel of the Lord touch him and say, go to the desert Gaza? The angel of the Lord came to him. Is that true? It was the angel of the Lord that came to him. Well, everyone would believe that the great Saint Peter, the apostle, had the Holy Spirit. He had the keys of the kingdom. And he had the Holy Spirit, didn't he? But when he was in jail one night at, and in prison, and down at John Mark's house they were having a prayer meeting, it was the angel of the Lord who came in and touched him. And Not the Holy Spirit. The angel of the Lord came in. We know that Paul had the Holy Spirit. Do you believe that? Well, when he was fourteen days and nights upon the sea without any moon or stars, and it was all dark, and he went out into the gallery to pray, he came back and told the man, Be of a good courage, for the angel of God, whose servant I am, came to me last night and said, Fear not, Paul. Is that right? Not the Holy Spirit, the angel of God, an angel of God, sent from God. And then John the Revelator, the whole book of Revelation, when it was wrote, he said, I sent my angel, Jesus did, and John fell down to worship the angel. But the angel said, stand up, worship God. The true angel of God won't stand to be worshipped. And he said that he was of the prophets and was this fellow of man and had been sent to signify these things. Therefore, angelic beings as ordained ministers of God to come to the earth to bear record of God. And they work through mortal beings, just as they did through Daniel and back through the ages there. And I believe it with all my heart. And so therefore, friends, as, a, as your brother, that's all I am. But God's gift is the Spirit of God that came down in the form of an angel. Now, he didn't have wings. He looked like a man. I heard him when he walked. Just as that. Walking on the floor. Walked out over just as normal as any man. Talks just like any man. He comes time after time to the room in different places when I'm fasting and praying. Now, tomorrow night about this time, or a little before, I'll probably break my fast. And now, I'm praying, and I have nothing. When I, it gets away from me, I go out, I like fishing, hunting, talking, like anyone else. But when he comes, I, it's different then. And I, he's here tonight to minister to you people, and I'm only his mouthpiece. And everyone, be assured of that and worship God and give Him praise, be humble. Now, being the first night in the service, it may be just a little bit before we can get uh, the presence of Him, but to come close, to go to ministering to the people. And I want all you dear people sitting out in the audience there, I want you to believe me with all your heart. Now, remember, that's the only way I can help you. How many believe God that's here? How many believe the Son of God? Please the Holy Spirit. That's fine. That's good. But now, friends, you can believe that, which you have to to be a Christian. You have to believe in God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in order to be a Christian. But believing that still won't help you in this gift. You've got to believe that I've told you the truth. 
not believe me as them, but believe that they have sent me for this purpose. Now, you could be a renowned Christian and fail to believe what I told you to be the truth, and you'd never be able to reap a bit of benefit from it. Now, I'm sorry to have to say that, but it's the truth. When Jesus was on earth, the people that killed him believed in God the Father and were great worshipers of God. Is that right? But he could not help them because they did not believe in him. Is that right? And he said with his own mouth, As you have believed in God, believe also in me. Is that right? Now, as you have believed in God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I want you to believe that he sent me here to pray for you. And he'll testify whether he has or not. And if he testifies, then you believe it. And that's what makes the meeting in the category that it's in. For the people to believe, if they believe with one heart and a card, you'll see the glory of God be manifested among his people. I have testified to you the truth. Now it's time for our Father to talk and to speak. Let us talk to him again just before we form the prayer line, if you will. Our dear Heavenly Father, your word lays here on the pulpit, and I know that it is the divine word of truth. Every word is truth. I believe it. I realize that every prophet that went forth in the days of old had time to try to bring the people to the recognition of Jehovah, the apostles who paved the way with blood, gone on before us. They were disbelieved in cities and cast out. And your own beloved son, when he was here on earth, and he went to the city, and many places they did not believe him, and many mighty works he could not do because of their unbelief. Now, we know that he's here with us tonight. He sent his spirit to vindicate that his presence is with his church. And help us tonight, Father, and your poor, humble, unworthy servant who's standing here making these statements. I ask that you'll let the angel of God who has guided me down through life has kept me me, brought me this far. I pray that he'll be here and there will not be one disease or one thing that can be able to pass by his presence without being perfectly delivered. May many of them in the audience, Lord, just now sit down and say, I'm going to study. Lord, I'm going to think of you and your spirit being here. I want to know your nature that I might know how to love you and serve you. Bless all, Father, that's here tonight. May all the sick and afflicted be healed and all the unsaved be saved. For we ask it in the name of thy Holy Son, Jesus. Amen. Tried everything in the world. We used to send the cards to the ministers. 
We give the card, let the ministers give the card out. The first minister got his group. That's not all we ever got prayed for was his group. And the other ministers thought hard about that. Then we come to the meeting, I give them to some of my managers. They were ministers, and their minister friends would say, won't you give me a card for so-and-so? That made it bad. We had to stop that. Then the only way that we've ever found successfully to do, I brought my brother and let him pass out the card. He's not a minister and knows no one, so he just passes out the card. And he gets pretty well known, I'll get someone else to pass them out. Just to get someone to pass them out so there's no respected person. If anybody comes, can have a card. We could give you a thousand cards, but we can't minister that many in a night. So we just give out about 50, and then they got so that when the 50 was given out, who was going to be first? So the way that we did that, we come and shuffle up the cards together, put them all together, pass them out, and then just choose the number after we get to the platform to begin with. Somebody might have one, and we might start at 15. We might start at 15 and come back. So just for usually we have some little boys or something left, or someone to count a number, and or someone to start from, or either they just tell me and I just take a number. Maybe sometimes I count how many is in this row and how many is in this row and divide them and get a number to start from, or do something like that, or count how many people's on a cot and then divide that by how many's on wheelchairs or something like that and start from numbers. Something other so it'll be fair to everyone. I know myself that it's fair to everyone. That gives everyone a chance to be. Now, that the prayer card doesn't heal. If you, dear people sitting here, will just look this way and believe with all your heart, the Holy Spirit will turn right around and call you and tell you what's the matter with you and heal you right where you're at. Now, that is the truth, friend. You'll notice it. And God bless you. Now, did you say A1 to start A1? They got 1 to 50. Well, Benny, this is our first night. Let's just begin with the with one tonight and start those holding prayer cards from A1 to, don't have too many stand at once. Let's start A1 to A, about 8 or 10 or A1 to A15. Take A1 to A15 and let them lie here while the rest of us will sing, only believe it. I'm going to pray just for a few moments and you'll be praying with me. Will you, audience, if you will? And God bless you. Those with those prayer cards from A1 to A15 stand in line according to your number at my right and your left of the platform. Everyone else remain seated, please. Only believe.
while they're getting the prayer line completed there, may I just add this word to what Brother Branham said. We found by actual experience <coughs> we found by actual experience that people as they keep their eyes upon the Lord and as things take place up on the platform, they get their healing right down in their seat, too. Many wonderful testimonies have come in that way. We want to encourage you, therefore, to just let the touch of faith, the contact of faith, come to you as our brother ministers. We'll sing it one more time.
write the truth what I told him. And there's some way. I would have it knowing that it is there. You believe the Spirit of God is true. You have a strange feeling knowing that you're standing here like a supernatural being. I feeling kind of like the awe because of your presence. I really like God's presence. Now he's going to be your faith is missing. Would you buy your head? Well, Father, our Heavenly Father, you're here. Seeing this. And that's to come to you and to beg mercy, and now here he is at the place. Help me, dear God, to have faith for him. About demons. Bound this man, caused this trouble. I cure thee by the Son of God. Leave the man, come out of him. Just a moment, everyone, just remain your head out. It's still hitting my hand. Yeah, color it, sir. That turns my hand.
Everyone be real reverent, just reverent. Just since that one man was healed, it just feels like a throb coming in how people begin to believe. I can tell from outside they're just just moving. Good evening, sir. Now, I want you to look right at me. And this is not reading your mind. It's just the you're a human, and you have a spirit. And this anointing is by another spirit that contacts you. And I would like to have your hand just a moment. Possible to them that believe. 
Oh, dear God, if you were standing on this platform tonight, visibly embodied, you stretch forth your hands, this man would look upon you, and he would know you were here. He would believe you, but now you're here in another form, working in your church. You said a little while, the world sees me more, yet I'll be with you even in you to the end of the age. Now is the representative of your blood. I come in a challenge of faith, so help me, dear God, to drive from the man the evil power. Thou demon called epilepsy, hold your peace. But in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who died at Calvary and gave his blood freely, I charge thee through him, come out of the name. to be merciful to her. 
grant her healing now also of this trouble in her back, this rheumatic pain. Dear Heavenly Father, heal her also there. See her eyes are getting weak also in her. Grant that she'll be a, a different person. Heal Go out to serve you all the days of her life giving a testimony, causing others to be brought to this glorious gospel of Christ. May her testimony be used in a great way for the glory of God. What days she's got left, may they be spent glorifying you. And we're taught that all things work together for good to them that love you. Maybe this come up on her to give her a testimony. You could heal her and let her go out and testify that win others to you. Help her just now. Thou demon of deafness, spirit of infirmities is binding her body, I cure thee by the Son of God, Jesus Christ, you turn her loose. Come out of her. One, just remain with your head bowed just a moment. It did not let loose. Now, please do not raise your head to you hear my voice. Sometimes, many people, sometimes you think, you believe, you know, you just raise your head, throw it right back on. See, I don't do that. Let me really stop. You be real nice children of God. Believe with all your heart. Father, be merciful now and heal our sister so that she may be that disciple and testimony of divine healing. Thou spirit of deafness, leave the woman in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of her. Just remain with your head out of her. It's left her. Just a moment, Albert is praying. Hear me? Can you hear me? Amen. 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 Hear me now? All right, you may raise your hand. It's left. got your ear trumpet in now. Now the shrinkage of that, about an hour, maybe two hours, you'll be hearing right real well. And about day after tomorrow, you go all the way deaf again. Then about two days after that, you begin to get a running out of your ear. Then come back, you'll be hearing normal and well. There's a growth on the eardrum. You see, it's what we're doing. God bless you, sister. And your other troubles are gone, too. God bless you. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. Have faith and believe with all the heart that God will bring you. All right, bring the next man to you. Now, there's things that happen, you see. Now, she had a growth on her eardrum. 
How many knows that when you, when anything dies, immediately after it dies, it shrinks? How many knows that? How many deer hunters is in here? Let's see your hands. All right. You kill the deer tonight and tell the boys how much it weighs. Be careful in the morning. It'll weigh a lot different. Isn't that right? Let a little animal get run over on the street here. It'll shrink. An undertaker knows that. They take the false teeth out of a patient because after it shrinks it, they'll just push out. But then, after it swells, after it shrinks for a while, then it'll start swelling. And then it starts to like a body of a little dog. That's the reason I told her she'll go all the way deaf now. And about, after about 72 hours, it starts to She'll be hearing good. She can hear now. She couldn't hear a thing first. She can hear now. Norm, practically normally. Because as soon as the life went out of it, it went down. Now, if she gets among believers, and now if, after the corruption sets into it, I told her to be running from her ears. Listen at her testimony in about four or five nights from now. That's what happens. I just have faith now and believe. You've been trying to get a hold here. To flat. You've been asking God to speak to me. Isn't that right? Now I look this way. I've seen a vision move above you a while ago. You're from a, you're from away from here. Isn't that right? You're a stranger here in the city, and you come from a place where there's a more of a level country. Lots of wind blows. Something like Texas, Kansas, or Dakotas, or somewhere through there. It's a level country where you're at, and you're suffering. Let me see. Look, watch this. All your troubles in your mouth. You have cancer in the mouth, I believe. Isn't that right? That is right. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, makes you whole, sir. Go on, Lord God. Let us give him praise. 